I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. He leaves away. Australia away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth Hello and welcome to The Scoop, the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. Now the Aussies have wrapped up two series wins against the West Indies and it is time to get stuck into WBBL mode. So joining LJ and I on the show today is the one and only Mel Jones, who gives her take on all the big talking points heading into the ninth season of the WBBL. But before we get to Mel, a reminder that BKT Big Bash Tipping is back and it is bigger than ever. Pick the team you think will win each match this WBBL season and you could win some epic prizes, including $10,000 for the top tipper overall. There's also nothing wrong with just playing for fun, so join or create a league to take on your friends, family and colleagues. It's free and easy to join. Just head to tipping.cricket.com.au and sign in with your cricket ID to get started. Good luck and here is Mel Jones. Mel Jones, great to see you. Thank you for joining us on the Scoop podcast today in a Weber store. Um, bit of a barbecue question to start things off, Mel. Oh. If you're having a barbecue, yep. mates are coming over, yeah. what's on the menu? Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a bitzer person. I love cooking lots of different things. Okay. So I wouldn't just go like a big rack of lamb. Yep. So I'd have a little rack of lamb. Okay. I'd have um, maybe sort of like that Portuguese flattened chicken Beautiful. kind of piece. You've done this before. I have done it. <laughs> no, I'm very fortunate to have a Weber at home. Um, I, I, I like some snags. I always yep. love it. I have to have a set snag on a barbie. Love doing corn on the cob Beautiful. and veggies. Um, and then, I, yeah, a couple of mates always steak girls. So okay. It'd be multiple going. Nice. It just, it's just the timing of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, all right. Awaiting mm. our invite. There we go. <laughs> Post the final. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, love it. So WBBL is about to get underway, one of our favourite times of the year. Are you pumped for it to all get underway shortly? I'm always pumped for WBBL because it's, um, well, it's our homegrown domestic competition and you've just seen how the comp has just grown in so many different ways and you just know that everyone wants to play in it as well. Yeah. So you're always pumped about that. There is, I think, just a different element about this year. I think probably because of the draft. Mm. I know we're going to have it delve into it a little bit deeper but I think when you when you have a draft like that and you get the quality of players coming out you always get really really excited um I think for me also the coaching side of things like you've got 
Charlotte Edwards, whose yep. record of late, she's taken all the teams um, to, to 12 finals. You know, she's mm. won four comps in the last in this year alone. You're like, that's huge. Lisa Kitely comes back into to the fold, uh, and then you've got new coaches like Jude Coleman and Beck Grundy. That that super excites me. Um, so yeah, so you got the quality players, you got the coaches. And then you've got a big year of T20 cricket coming up the World yep. Cup. So you know players are just champing totally. at the beat to get out there and, and put their best foot forward. So there's a wonderful combination of pieces of the puzzle to say that this probably could be the best year yet. Love it, Mel. Mm. And you spend a lot of time talking to players, getting amongst them. Do you reckon they love it as well? Yeah, yeah, they do. And, and for probably maybe even not the reasons that everyone probably expects, I think some part of it is that they know they're going to get the skill set um, tested mm. all the way through. That's, that's a, a given. Um, I think too they, they know that it's it's the sh- shop front window for Australian cricket mm. to, to attract new people into the sport. You know whether it's fans or you know young girls coming through and playing the game as well. And I think they love doing that. I think they, they really enjoy it. Um, and there's a real camaraderie um, within the core players within all the all the mm-hmm. teams too. So you, you know you look at the Adelaide Strikers and what it meant to them. Not just winning it, but they, they're all you know they're South Australian girls. Even though, you know, <laughs> there's a little bit of. What's it, yeah. what is it? Sistermance. I was going to say bromance, and that's not right. Sisterhood sort of Sisterhood, going on yeah. there, going Chinese on there. Sisterhood. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so there is definitely a, an affinity to, to the WBL. Yeah. And it all kicks off at North Sydney this week, but at the end of the season, we're going to see the teams go back to some of the biggest grounds in Australia for the stadium series. Um, are you excited for this, this next step in the league? Yeah, hugely so. Um, and I, th- I think the competition's ready for it. It was interesting coming back off the Ashes where they had sold out grounds mm. for, for the T20s yeah. and I think that was just a little bit of probably a, a catalyst to say no we've you know here in Australia we've been the leaders in so many things <coughs> excuse me that this just sort of been the natural progression the difficulty for us in Australia is that our grounds are a lot bigger than they're so big <laughs> they're massive aren't yeah. they so if you get that same crowd at, at Lords in at the MCG totally. it's, it's sort of the bottom tier sort of piece um, but I think we're going to be brave we've been brave with the WBBL for, for so many years um, and this is just the next progression Mel, uh, you did an outstanding job of hosting the first ever WBBL draft. <laughs> Thoughts, feelings? I'm still having nightmares about a few things. In there. <laughs> an excellent job, not an easy job. You nailed it as per usual. What did you think? How did you how did you see it all unfold? Um, we, we were all nervous. Yeah. Um, because we, you know, Megan Barnard, Elisa Healy, uh, mm-hmm. Julia Price, myself, because we'd never really sort of done something like that yeah. either. Um, and just sort of we'd we'd do mock drafts to try and figure out where teams would go, what they were going to try and do. And we were sort of semi-close, but then we didn't want to do too many drafts because we didn't want to sort of get something in our head that we thought was definitely going to happen and then all of a sudden it doesn't and then that's where I'm walking across the, the, the stage a couple of times going, no, that's not right, back you go, James. Um, so, yeah, so there was certainly a nervousness about it and there was the nerves that you just want to make sure that the best players in the world are getting picked up, yeah. all that sort of thing as well. Um, and you could tell that the coaches, they were nervous doing mm. it. And you, <clears throat> so, yeah, I think we, we eased on into it. I mean, I think there was certainly the piece around the amount of passing in the second and third rounds. Yeah. We're certainly going to address because that's not great for TV. Did you see that coming? Um, we sort of thought, with because there was the direct signings, we knew there were so many direct signings. Yeah. Um, and then just with the salary cap and all those sorts of pieces. And then the fact that, you know, potentially they can still pick up, you know, Adipadu mm. came in late, all yeah, those yeah. sorts of things, that yeah. there was certainly going to be an option for that, so. Yeah, any surprises with who went number one from your point of view? Um, no, I think they, everyone just sort of 
try to make sure that everyone was <laughs> reasonably happy with that one. I think, yep. I think Sofa's always going to stay at, at yeah. the Scorchers, so why try and pick her even if you wanted her when yep. that was just going to happen? So that was probably more for TV than, than anything else. Yep. Yep. Um, and you can't tell me that no team would want Cappy in, in their side not. as well. What so uh, just wins all round, really. Yep. Which team out of the eight teams do you reckon has got the strongest contingent of overseas players? You could look at it two ways. You could just look at it purely on the name, their performances and their stats. Mm. And then you can look at purely, not purely, but also on the players that come in and what they actually value add to the squad themselves in terms of making it yep. really, really balanced. Um, which probably leads me to saying that I'm going to be sitting on the fence here a little bit. No, no. <laughs> but I think when, when I do look at it, and I look at form and I look at um, ability to really shift the squad forward and things like that, I, I do look at the Melbourne Renegades. Yep. So. You, I mean, Hayley Matthews, I, she's just got runs running through her veins at the moment. <laughs> it's just, it's serious. I like to see her in the Women's Premier League and not get picked up to start with and then yeah. get picked up late by the Mumbai Indians and then come out as player of the tournament. Um, I mean, we saw what she did against the Aussies. Unbelievable. It's just, I mean, it's so, so good to watch. She hits, like, the sound off the bat. Yeah. yeah I, I said that one year that I wanted Sophie Devine's six hitting, I think it was at the final, up at... AB Field with my ringtone. And someone actually clipped it together, so I might go Hayley Matthews. <laughs> Hayley Matthews for this summer. Um, just, yeah. Uh, and like she didn't have... She had an injured shoulder yeah, um, yeah. during the 100. Uh, but I think she's, she's back from that, so her bowling's going to be critical yeah. as well. Mm. Harman Preet-Kaur, we saw what she did in WBBL 07. Mm. Um, and they sort of counteract each other with their styles of play. Hayley Matthews can go up and over yeah. and down the ground and cause so good square of the wicket. And then she got the wickets in... WBBLs, yeah. which I wasn't expecting as yeah. well, and yeah. leadership, and then you add Tammy Beaumont. I know, scary prospects. It's just you know, like, <laughs> wow. How important is that Tammy signing going to be, given Sophie Molyneux unfortunately not going yeah. to be back in time for this tournament, and they probably knew that when they signed Tammy as well. Yeah, yeah, I was, um, I mean, I know it's just sort of, you know, recently come out about Soph, but still gutted, like we yeah. sort of knew it probably going to happen. I, was just, I know, it sucks. Yeah, no, no good there at all. Um, yeah, massive signing, because Tammy's also one of these players, like she's captain of the Welsh Fire, she invests herself in the club and yeah. in the values and all those, that side of things as well. So I think that's great for, for the Melbourne Renegades. Um, so you sort of put someone like that into the side. Hayley Matthews has been there for a few years. Jess Duffin coming back and understanding that side of... Mm club and team as well. I think that just adds another little layer to it um, to it as well. So, um, yeah, so t Tammy, Tammy is huge and a wealth of experience yeah. um, and is an um, ECB Player of the Year now. Um, just absolutely hitting runs for fun as well. Have you spoken to Jess Duffin about how she's I haven't actually, no, 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 no. Um, i to say I come back. <laughs> well, it's, 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 you know, because she, she just embarrasses you then because, you know, she goes where she plays multiple sports, <laughs> has a kid, she can't play. <laughs> you're like, here well, I am just sitting here, you know. Well, you're fine. <laughs> you know, all cramped and just going up for a daily walk. So, um, yeah, no, I haven't spoken to her yet. But um, she is one of those players. Even when that first time she came back, she was just brilliant for them in the yeah. middle order, won them games. Um, so yeah, so it's, and that's the WBBL as well. Is when you've got players, you know, sort of you know senior in in age and experience, and still going. No, I can come back in and, and have yeah. an opportunity. It just yeah, it speaks volumes. Any teams that surprised you with how they approached their overseas signings? Sixes straight up. I, mm. You know, when you don't have Sophie Eccleston, I mean, you can't just replace Sophie Eccleston. We oh. all know that. Um, but the the signing of Chloe Tryon. Yeah. Did, I, I, yeah, as yeah, a person running the draft, I went, 
Okay, yeah. <laughs> I can't picture her magenta for some reason. Oh, you think it's a colour thing? Oh, I, just never thought, I just never thought the Sixers would pick her up. I just, yeah. just never was really on the yeah. radar. And I mean, she's, she's a superb player. We've seen her Great play exceptionally well in the WBBL around the world for South Africa. I was sort of thinking, you know, what kind of player do they, do they want in that, those middle overs with the bat and the ball? And she can certainly do it. She hasn't been in... I don't think her best form mm. over the 100 with um, Southern Brave of late. Mm. Um, so an opportunity for it, and for the Thunder last year certainly didn't, you know, the, the return wasn't great. Yeah. And even if I, I look at it and I think even if you're averaging sort of around 17, that's okay if you're coming in at yeah. 7, yeah. but you want to be Laura Harris striking the yeah. 200, yeah. which is probably where it hasn't quite been for her. And, and she's, she's handy with left arm orthodox spin, so it gives you that, that option again. Um, but it's certainly not like for like, and obviously they weren't going for complete like for like. But that was that was probably one that really raised yeah. my eyebrows a I'm little sure bit. Lottie's, she's got something. Oh, hundred percent. She's going to make me sound like an absolute moron. So yeah, so that one surprised me. Um, Danny White going to Perth Scorchers. I know she's now pulled yeah. out. That was another little bit of a bit mm. of an eyebrows yeah. raise there, there. Because then what that also does is like, well, she'll open. Yeah. with Moons, yeah. and then the spanner in the works now that obviously they're looking at pushing Sophie Devine down the list. So, so that changes things. On the Scorchers, Nat Siverbrunt potentially coming over to play in the Orange. Yeah. How big would that be for the league? Yeah, huge. Yep. Not too bad. Not too bad. I think the two pl- names that didn't come up in the original draft yep. were Mundaner and Nat Siverbrunt. Now, if, mm. you're, if you've got a competition and it's only those you know two massive names that mm. don't come you, you you're doing all right aren't you yep. um but for for nat then to to turn around and say no that she's 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 right to go um we saw her play with the, the melbourne stars she took that blinding oh, catch yeah, yeah. Yeah. she just does it she does it all for, for fun and it's almost like every time i see her play she's finding just little ways of actually getting better and better mm. um and so i think the environment at, in perth um will, will suit her down down at the tee she you know she gets to play with Mooney and Sophie Devine, so that's a, that's that's a pretty good really combo, scary. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Beck Grundy in her first coaching oh role, she'll be like, oh, <laughs> "You got a bit more to do, Beck, but yeah, it's a handy start." Yeah, <laughs> obviously they had to get special permission from Cricket Australia to, mm. to bring her over because she wasn't in the draft. Yep. But um, you can kind of see why you don't say no to a Nats of a Brunt when she yeah. turns around and says, "I'm fit." Yeah, I, I can see why you wouldn't say no to it because you do. You want the best players in the competition, but you've also got to be. You know, as other teams, you, you, you're going to be yeah. a bit peeved, yeah. aren't you? So, yeah. you know, if I was coaching one of the other sides, I'd be like, hang on a minute, you've got rules for rule, you know, yeah. rules for a purpose yeah. so that we can, you know, elevate the sport through a draft and get people on side and all those sorts of things. Yeah. And then you tweak it for... I know. I know one of the world's best players, so I, I can see both balance. sides to it. Yeah. 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 And so the Sydney Thunder, Mel, have signed four overseas players. So it sounds like... Um, They're greedy, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Lisa sounds, Kiley yeah. back in the comp, she's like, oh, you, you, you. Yeah, yeah. So LJ was chatting to her. It sounds like they might rotate Bell and Atapadu. What do you think yeah. about their approach? Oh, it was interesting when you guys said that. Um, I, I wasn't probably picking that to start with. Mm. Um, that might be, I mean, there's so many different layers, as you guys know, to players coming out. So whether or not yeah. ECB have potentially said we don't want Lauren Bell playing the full mm. competition with a, a big summer coming up and World Cup yep. and all those sorts of things. Um, it's a, and it's certainly not like for like the swap. It might be a, an opposition thing. You know, mm. Nat can come in left-hander yeah. to certain certain attacks. Um, so it gives what it does give them though is fantastic flexibility. Totally. And we haven't. I don't think we've seen the best of. 
Chamari in the WBBL. Certainly seen it <laughs> internationally yeah. against yeah. Australia, England of, of late um, yeah. with that series over there. Gee, if she can bring that, that <laughs> that's that's pretty impressive. For the I was chatting to Lisa yesterday, and she mentioned she wants to actually try and get the best out of Chamari in a league situation. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a really good to, court coach, isn't it? She's yeah. almost taking this on as a thing she wants to try and unlock while yeah. having her here, and yeah. I guess it's kind of clever of them to go. We've got all this salary cap left over because we've got a really young list, so. Yeah. We'll bring in a fourth international and, and just see how yeah. that works. Yeah, completely agree. Because we focus on the players so much to say where they want to improve their games all yeah. the time. It's the same for coaches. Like you know, they get in there, they've got their grand plans and all totally. those sorts of things. But there'll be pieces of the puzzle that they want to say, yeah, here's this player that we haven't really quite seen the best of. Yeah. Um, this is my opportunity to potentially unlock that. And if they do, that's great for the Thunder, but it's also then great for world cricket too. Totally. Mm. Mel, if you can pick one overseas player, we've just spoken about a few, mm. one overseas player that you reckon is going to take the whole WBBL competition by storm, who's it going to be? By storm? Yeah. Well, I was, I was actually really happy when um, Danny Gibson got Ooh, picked up. Okay. I'm not yeah. saying take the competition by storm, but I think People just don't, haven't seen no. it too much. So I think um, she will certainly cause a few eyebrow raisings over the time. She came out when uh, England needed two or five at Lords in the recent Ashes mm -hmm. series. It was her first ever bat at a T20 against Australia, jam-packed Lords. Um, and it's on the line, you know, another wicket here and everything yep. gets a little bit tighter. And first ball, reverse sweep, win the game. Thank you very much. Bye. You know, <laughs> and you're like, okay, there we go. That's a little bit different. She um, she opened up for the London Spirit. Really good um, square of the wickets. I think she'll be okay on the sort of quicker Aussie yep. wickets. Um, and got a really strong action as well. Can get the ball to to talk a little bit. So I think it's just a it's a really nice combination. I think a few people sort of thought, well, wasn't that the end of Dalton kind of thing? But mm. this is the shift in the women's game too, isn't it? If you've got someone in the, the England system playing regularly all the way throughout yeah. in comparison to, you know, world-class player like Deandra Dotton, but isn't in a system and yeah. has all the perks around not just playing, then, yeah, then you're going to go somewhere like a Danny Gibson. Yeah. yeah. Was there anyone else you were really excited to see picked up in the draft? The other one is, it's, I suppose it's the, the backstories to it. So yeah. Tammy Beaumont gets dropped from England mm. and really, really wants to play T20 World Cup and is basically told you've got to go away and show us that you've got a, a better strike rate at the top of the order. And she's done that. Like, I, I was lucky enough to be um, in Cardiff when she hit 100 and 100. Oh, yeah. And she was hitting the ball around the park for really? fun. Like, it was just... <laughs> cool. And so you, you think you don't get a T20 World Cup coming up at the back end of next year. Um, and so if it's, it's the backstory more so than watching Tammy Bat is how this player has taken on the challenge of saying... I, I would be interesting when... Um, Melbourne Renegades come get up against the Sydney Thunder because it's Lisa Kitely that yeah. dropped her from the T20 squad yeah. as well. She takes them apart. Yeah. I think yeah. it could be oh a real byplay there as well. So, um, um, yeah, so I'd, I'd love to just to see how that kind of unfolds yeah. as, it, as it goes along. Yeah. So. Cap in Lime Green, do you reckon it'll suit her? Well, and how do you reckon she'll go with their young squad? I don't think I'm the colour person in this because okay. you've, <laughs> yeah, you've got about magenta just, and dry. I know, I know. It just it doesn't fit in my brain, but I'm just looking. I'm, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Yeah. Cappy looks good in any colour. True. And I say that because she goes to any team and she nails it. Yep. So she was great at the sixes, she was great at the Perth Scorchers, she goes over, she, you know, the Surrey Stars into the Oval Invincibles. She got, her form with the Delhi Capitals was brilliant. Mm -hmm. Multitude of colours, she doesn't care. Just give me whatever <laughs> top you want. <laughs> I will do the job yes. for you. I think even for, for Cappy too, I mean, 
she's world class all rounder, bowling all rounder, but I think it's her batting yeah. you know, over the last 12, 18 months that's been, you know, probably something that, you know, the Thunder are really, really excited about yeah. as well. Because, you know, I'm very excited about the Litchfield summer coming up. Yeah. So then you've got, you know, you've got the sort of the, the nous and um, leadership of, and calmness of Heather Knight yeah. around it, who she was such a big part of their title win. And then you've got Cappy to be coming in there as well. It's could be a bit of a dark horse, Thunder. Could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've talked a lot about the internationals, but what Aussies are you most looking forward to seeing this season that you think might take a big step forward in their games? Yeah, I, I think I've chatted to you guys about this player a, a few times and I'm wrapped that world cricket now has tournaments in play where if you're not in the Australian team, mm. um, you can you can go away and play a trade and get better yeah. and better and better. Against um, the best players in the world. This yeah. is it. And so there is still, I still think there's a, a spot for a player like this in every team. And I think if she played in any other country, mm. she would have been in probably for the last couple of years oh. and, and going. But um, Laura Harris for me yeah. is mm. just. And so she's she went over and played with the... Um, Wellington uh, with Charlie Knott, and she's another one I'm really, yep. really keen to, to see this year. Um, and one of those innings was just, I was watching it on the live stream <laughs> going, this, this can't be serious, is this a highlights tape of her entire season? I mean, like, this is crazy. So she does it there, doesn't gets a chance to play in different conditions over in the Caribbean Premier League too. Yep. Um, and, you know, I suppose the challenge for her is not just coming in at the back end of the innings and doing what she does, but potentially maybe if she just gets a little bit more time again, yeah. can she balance mm. that really well and just, you know, really take things on? So if, if we, uh, records are going to fall in the WBBL this year, I have a feeling Laris is going <laughs> yeah, to be one of them. Yeah. Another thing we're incredibly excited for is seeing Meg Lanning back for the Melbourne Stars. I'm sure all cricket fans are stoked mm. with that. Do you think the stars line up with Meg Lanning back leading the charge? Do you reckon they can have a crack at top four? I think they can, actually. Um, and I, I like it because she's got familiarity. And that's a word I usually say I shouldn't say because I always stumble over it. But I got it out there. There <laughs> nice we go. <laughs> Pat on the back, Jones. Um, uh, with Capsie at the top of the order. So they played at um, Delhi Capitals together. Yeah. And having a chat to Meg over there during the tournament. You know, she's a big fan of her, her style of play. Okay. Um, but I think yeah, okay. Capsie loves batting with Meg as well. Oh, cool. So you can sort of, you know, you can extend that for a few yeah. overs. You're, you're hitting some big runs. Maya Bouchier is, um, she had her breakout last 12 months. Mm. Um, she was fantastic mm. in the 100 um, for the Southern Brave under the tutelage of Charlotte Edwards. Um, yep. <laughs> so, and she's now broken back into the England team. It's going to be a reasonably consistent player. I think they're really looking for her to be solid in, in their team for the T20 World Cup. And then Dunkley, who we probably didn't see the best of in, in the Ashes, but had a good 100. Um, and is that style of player that can look a little bit awkward at times. So then you look up and she's, you know, 30 off 17 and you're like, oh, oh okay, oh, where, do we, where do we bother <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Meg in with those three English players who yeah. know each other really, really well yeah. as well. Um, and then, and I'm jumping the gun here with <laughs> my predictions and things, but I also then look, you've got um, three exceptional seamers that are really coming through in Garth, um, Flintoff and Sutherland. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's a pretty, strong, pretty strong good combo. Squad. So, yeah. Have you heard or seen much of Millie Illingworth? EMP player. Okay. Yes. We, we are huge fans of the Under-19 World Cup. I tell you Bright what, um, I haven't seen much of other 19s, um, but it's, it's funny, we had um, we were chatting to the 1973 women's team the yep. other day and, and Rayleigh Thompson, and so you talk about 
back when they first toured for the World Cup, but you also talk about their excitement about all the young kids coming mm -hmm. through. And so many of these women are still engaged in club cricket in some way, which is brilliant. Um, and Rail said, yeah, I was, I was watching her bowl and she was just, I mean, she's good. She was just putting it there. And I said to her, no, no, <laughs> come on. And so it gave her a bit of a rev up. Yeah, yeah, how would you yeah. be? So, you know, this would have been a couple of years ago. Some, some you know, 16, 17-year-old going... I've got a 70, almost 80-year-old woman telling me to get going. How embarrassing is that? Right, let's get into it. <laughs> she was yeah. back. I know, right. So, and, and, and again, this is the, the beauty of the competition, isn't it, where you see some of these young kids getting an opportunity. Um, totally. Yeah, it's yeah, super, super excited to see that unfold. And one of the maybe surprises for some fans we have seen is come from the Strikers, who, following the retirement of Tegan McFarlane, have decided to look inwards to replace her, and rather than drafting or signing a new wicketkeeper, are going to be handing the gloves to Bridget Patterson. What have you made of that tactical decision? Yes, I, um, <laughs> I've been thinking through this. I'm still a little bit gobsmacked, to be honest. I, and, like, as you know, I do a lot of commentary with Julia Price, yep. and so when wicketkeepers hear about it, they, they get their backs <laughs> up and they fire up. So I'll, I'll take a little bit of the fired up Price and bring that in, and I'll take a little bit of the calmness of, of other things. I, I mean, T20 cricket, if, you, if you've got a keeper, if you've got it like a Beth Mooney, yep. who, you know, doesn't keep for Australia, no, but is, is keeping reasonably consistently mm. and is and is bad at the top of the order, and, a, and Elisa Healy, you're flying, aren't you? Because you've, you've got an extra an exposition to sort of yeah. to fill. But if you're then picking someone, you're also going to realise that the keeper is still such a vital part, you know, to the cog of this wheel of that yeah. things are working really, really well. They manage so much out in the field. They're great support for the captain in terms mm -hmm. of the angles, yeah. bowling rotations, getting the speed of the game through, um, obviously catches, stumpings, runouts, all that sort of stuff. Um, so if you're not keeping consistently, and then you've been given the gloves when you're also wanting to come in and really, you know, stamp yeah. your mark with the bat as well. I saw she yeah. had 100 the other day, which is great. But you want to give your players the best opportunity at their first skill set too. Yeah. And then you take away a brilliant fielder. I like, know. Like that it's a shame for needs us. to get covered. Yeah, <laughs> covered in, in the outfield. So there's, there's too many things where I just go, it just doesn't mm. feel right yeah. for me, for the strikers. And it actually, and then I, I think because of that one, one change, I think the ripple effect goes quite wide. Now, she can come out and keep for, you know, and she can be picked up for the Australian team <laughs> probably now and everything will be fine. But, I, you know, I, I, that's a massive concern for me. For yeah. the I wonder how she's feeling about it. I wonder well, it'll be awful after that. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Bridget. You'll be fine. I mean, the coach reckons she's very stoked to, to take it on. I mean, they're not going to say anything else, are they? Yeah. But no. I, don't, I, I don't think that that wouldn't yeah. be the case either. Yeah. But it's a... Uh, it's a tough art. Yeah, um, and it is, yeah. Th it's central. There's massive focus. Totally. Yeah. It's a talking point. She'll be feeling it coming into the season. Exactly, exactly. And it's, it's one of those things, too. You're, you're there for, for the bowlers, too. So you know yeah, you're in a position. Yeah. So if, you know, Willow's knocking on the door of Aussie totally. selection or something like that, and yeah. you, you've got a stumping on oh, <laughs> you know, all those sort of oh, things can play in your mind. Like, oh, I'm glad I'm in the commentary box. Not <laughs> out there in the middle. Mel, hot seat again. Have you got a top four for us? I don't have a top four. <laughs> I've, got, I've got maybe... A top eight. <laughs> this has been the hardest one. Yeah. Um, mm. and, and I think because of the draft, and that's what the whole draft is mm -hmm. supposed to come and do, sort of equalise things a little bit and give the competition, um, you know, real opportunity to have quality games all the way through. I think the WBBL probably, 
So I'm thinking out loud here of all the competitions I've sort of seen, has the best sort of team for team sort of competition. You usually yeah. get things going through for yep. to, you know back end of overs, which is which is really good. Um, so right, okay. If I went through from last year's ladder, um, so the Sixers finished first, mm -hmm. um, and they've got some good players, but. Charlotte Edwards is coaching your team. She will, she will get your team through the finals. The top That's four. just what Charlotte Edwards does. So doesn't know yeah. any, any different. I can't see that changing. They've got some okay players there. Got some Ash Gardners. Yeah, you know. Elise Perry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the other one was Erin Burns, like Laura Harris, who's, who's still mm. been playing around yep. the world quite consistently as well. So, so yeah, um, I think they'll make top four. Adelaide Strikers, title winners. Runners up the year before, I was on I was on their on the bandwagon the year they lost to the Perth Scorchers. I thought oh, they yeah. were sort of humming mm, then, and then yeah. um, they come through and win it last year. I, there's something, and maybe it is because we've just spoken about the Bridget Patterson mm. piece. I'm not. It's something just not quite. Yeah, I can't put my finger on it. I still think they'll make top four. Okay. Um, but this, yeah. How do you reckon they'll go being the hunted? She'd all love it. Yeah. She'd be like, bring it on. She will. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, and another challenge for, for Tali McGrath, who is you know, still recently yep. a newish sort of captain to manage that, that piece as well, because there'll be even just different media around mm -hmm. it and all that sort yeah. of thing. So, yeah, so I'm not really helping your podcast here about the why, but there's you know, something that's just not sitting right with me. So Heat finished third on the table last year, I think. Yep, yep. Um, and this is now where I'm... This is my maybe, okay. mm. maybe basket at the moment. And a little bit, Georgia Redmayne coming back from the injury, we keep coming back to keepers this year, don't we? And the importance of that now. She's back keeping, which is great. Yeah. Um, and she's such an important position. So they pick up um, Bess Heath as the cover there. And I think a lot of, there's a few eyebrow raises about mm. her selection in the draft, but you sort of look at her at the back end of the 100 and she'd come in in around six um, and she'd be, 20 off 10, 20 off 11 yeah. kind of thing, and good against spin. So I think that's sort of a little bit of coverage there. Um, and then they pick up Mignon from Hobart, who's their MVP, which probably yeah. raises an eyebrow as well, doesn't it? How you lose your MVP yeah. um, to a team. Um, Gracie, probably not in the best of form, had, no. didn't play in the T20s. They have a lot of batting in that team. Yeah. I think when you look at... And maybe this is just the way in which teams are going about it or the development of the game, is that most of the teams, you look at it and you go... They've got the batting covered. Yeah, yeah. And then you sort of go, have they got the seamers covered? Have they got mm. the spinners covered? And mm. that's where I think the top four probably decided yeah. will be more so on the bowling combinations yeah, yeah, yeah. than the batting combinations. The other finalist from last year was the Hobart Hurricanes. Don't think they'll make the four this year. Okay. I've been wrong many, many times right throughout the <laughs> so WBL. <have> <laughs> 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 the beauty of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they wanted pace. They went after pace and yeah. they got Shabnam Ishmael. Um, that, that's a, a massive, massive pickup. Um, but also there's, I know with these competitions you have players coming in at all the time, but you still want that sort of core group of players to be, you know, reasonably mm. consistent. So you lose someone like a Mignon who has worked in well with the team and it just unsettles the boat yep. a little bit. Um, Lizelle Lee has been, you know, she's been handy, but she's not, you know, is she going to be a consistent player that's going to mm. go big at the top of the order all the Regularly. time? And if that doesn't happen, who then steps up yep. um, after that? Um, yep. So that, that would be my question around the, the Hobart Hurricane. So, if, yeah, a few homegrown players, mm. are gonna, you know, your they Peter Graham's, Carey's, um, Villani Strano's going to have to really, really step up. Yeah. Mm. 
So we've got the Renegades and the Stars. Okay, so I'm, li I'm liking the Melbourne Stars. Yeah. Yeah, and Meg back, and she's already hitting runs in WNCL. Yeah, and great to see. Yeah. yeah. A steely-eyed Meg Lanning is one of the best things in the world to see. Is <laughs> <laughs> that putting too much pressure on me here, Meg? But I would love to see a big season. Um, <laughs> and the, as I mentioned before, um, the three English players who know each other yeah. really well can sort of just slot in there. Um, but then for me, it's that excitement around, uh, you know, the flint off. We've seen yep. with the bat, she's, you know, developing with the ball, has been around the Australian A squad and the Australian team now as well. Um, Kim Garth doesn't get picked up in the WPL, then gets over there as a yeah. replacement, takes Pfeiffer. Um, <laughs> Kimmy does what Kimmy does, you know, and then Annabelle Southern coming off her breakout and, you know, UK series yeah. um, with bat and ball. All of that just sort of ticks a lot of boxes for me. The, probably the one is that they don't have that serious frontline international spinner. Yeah. So Capsie mm -hmm. bowls a bit of off yeah. years, you know. It's Soviet Day, which is great. Um, mm. But who's going to come over, you know, and yeah. do some damage with that? So that would be the question around them. But I, I, I'm liking them. We'll revisit mid-season. Yeah. Okay. Do you think the Gates can join them? They've obviously got some big, big names in there. Yeah, well, if I, <laughs> I've just said I like the overseas players the best. I think you can't really not <laughs> pick them for us. That would be, that would be weird, wouldn't it? Mm. But it's it is a challenge. Like. Yeah. yeah. And they probably have to gel. That's it's the not thing. just having the big so names. It's completely right, LJ, is that it's all well and good to say that Core, Matthews and Beaumont are three Players and great players, great players in, in fantastic form. But you're right, they have to gel, they have to work within the club. They've got to travel well. Mm -hmm. It's a different competition over here on, on that front. Um, they've got to put in efforts in the field with their, their leadership and all that sort of side of things as well. So it could be that they do have, to, in my books, <laughs> the three best um, yeah. international or overseas players yet still don't make the, make the finals. Um, love... Um, Helmo as, as a coach, I yeah. think he's, he's, he's really primed for, for this season. I think he's got a few things in his bag of tricks. Yeah, Even knowing that Soph Molyneux yeah. isn't there. Um, so, and the other one too is, is Georgia Wareham with mm. the bat. So it, it actually yeah. extends their batting line-up a little bit more. And obviously she's fantastic with the ball. Last, last one for you, Mel. Mm. Which team overall do you reckon will surprise a few fans? And that can be in a good way yeah. or a bad way? Ooh. Oh, I'm a glass half full girl. That's good. So we'll go good way. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, probably the Thunder. Okay. I think if you look at the team for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they've been hamstrung a little bit when you, you know, played Blacktown for a few rounds. It's not yeah. you know, the most that conducive to... Yeah. Um, and so it puts you on the back foot a little bit and it takes you a while to sort of get going. I think, you know, with Kaida's coming, coming back into the fold, um, Phoebe coming off that 100 competition um, where she was top scorer for Northern Superchargers um, and what she's already done for Australia this summer. That, that's exciting. Mm, exciting. Um, and Heather Knight is, is a player that sort of, I mean she's England captain, she's fantastic, but what she does for teams away from the middle mm. is, is phenomenal. So, oh. um, so I think what she'll be able to do is actually elevate a lot of the, um, the other players. So you've got H Hannah Darlington's there and all those sorts of players. I think we'll, she'll be able to help get the best yeah. out of them. Exciting. Mm. Mel Jones, always a pleasure to chat oh, to you. I sat on the fence quite a bit throughout no, that. So. <laughs> nowhere better than this. So thank you for joining us, Mel, on the right. Scoop podcast. And we can't wait to watch how it all unfolds. Thanks we'll for the venue, lo venue location. I'm going to go off and shop now. Healy's away. Australia away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.